Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 9, Lines 226 through 472 Adam answers Eve's suggestion that they separate in order to more effectively complete their work. To whom mild answer Adam thus returned, Soul Eve, associate soul to me beyond compare, above all living creatures dear. Well hast thou motioned, well thy thoughts employed, how we might best fulfill the work which here God hath assigned us, nor of me shalt pass unpraised. For nothing lovelier can be found in woman than to study household good, and good works in her husband to promote. Yet not so strictly hath our Lord imposed labor as to debar us when we need refreshment, whether food or talk between, food of the mind, or this sweet intercourse of looks and smiles. For smiles from reason flow, to brute denied, and are of love the food. Love not the lowest end of human life. For not to irksome toil, but to delight he made us, and delight to reason joined. These paths and bowers doubt not, but our joint hands will keep from wilderness with ease, as wide as we need walk, till younger hands ere long assist us. But if much converse perhaps thee satiate, to short absence I could yield. For solitude sometimes is best society, and short retirement urges sweet return. But other doubt possesses me, lest harm befall thee severed from me. For thou knowest what hath been warned us, what malicious foe envying our happiness, and of his own despairing, seeks to work us woe and shame by sly assault. And somewhere nigh at hand watches, no doubt, with greedy hope to find his wish and best advantage, us asunder, hopeless to circumvent us joined, where each to other speedy aid might lend at need. Whether his first design be to withdraw our fealty from God, or to disturb conjugal love, than which perhaps no bliss enjoyed by us excites his envy more, or this, or worse. Leave not the faithful side that gave thee being, still shades thee, and protects. The wife, where danger or dishonor lurks, safest and seemliest, by her husband stays, who guards her, or with her the worst endures. To whom the virgin majesty of Eve, as one who loves, and some unkindness meets, with sweet austere composure, thus replied, offspring of heaven and earth, and all earth's lord, that such an enemy we have, who seeks our ruin, both by thee informed, I learn, and from the parting angel overheard, as in a shady nook I stood behind, just then returned at shut of evening flowers. But that thou shouldst my firmness therefore doubt to God or thee, because we have a foe may tempt it, I expected not to hear. His violence thou fearest not, being such as we, not capable of death or pain, can either not receive or can repel. His fraud is then thy fear, which plain infers thy equal fear that my firm faith and love can by his fraud be shaken 
or seduced, thoughts which, how found they harbor in thy breast, Adam, misthought of her to thee so dear? To whom with healing words Adam replied, Daughter of God and man, immortal Eve, for such thou art, from sin and blame entire. Not diffident of thee do I dissuade thy absence from my sight, but to avoid the attempt itself, intended by our foe. For he who tempts, though in vain, at least asperses the tempted with dishonor foul, supposed not incorruptible of faith, not proof against temptation. Thou thyself with scorn and anger wouldst resent the offered wrong, though ineffectual found. Misdeem not, then, if such affront I labor to avert from thee alone, which on us both at once the enemy, though bold, will hardly dare, or daring, first on me the assault shall light. Nor thou his malice and false guile contemn. Subtle he needs must be, who could seduce angels, nor think superfluous others' aid. I, from the influence of thy looks, receive access in every virtue, in thy sight more wise, more watchful, stronger, if need were on outward strength, while shame, thou looking on, shame to be overcome or overreached, would utmost vigor raise, and raised, unite. Why shouldst not thou like sense within thee feel when I am present, and thy trial choose with me, best witness of thy virtue tried? So spake domestic Adam in his care and matrimonial love. But Eve, who thought less attributed to her faith sincere, thus her reply with accent sweet, renewed. If this be our condition, thus to dwell in narrow circuit straitened by a foe, subtle or violent, we not endued single with like defense wherever met, how are we happy, still in fear of harm? But harm precedes not sin. Only our foe, tempting, affronts us with his foul esteem of our integrity. His foul esteem sticks no dishonor on our front, but turns foul on himself. Then wherefore shunned or feared by us, who rather double honor gain from his surmise proved false? Find peace within, favor from heaven, our witness from the event. And what is faith, love, virtue, unassayed alone, without exterior help sustained? Let us not then suspect our happy state left so imperfect by the maker wise, as not secure to single or combined. Frail is our happiness, if this be so, and Eden were no Eden thus exposed. To whom thus Adam fervently replied, O woman, best are all things as the will of God ordained them. His creating hand, nothing imperfect or deficient left of all that he created, much less man, or aught that might his happy state secure, secure from outward force. Within himself the danger lies, yet lies within his power. Against his will he can receive no harm. But God left free the will, for what obeys reason is free and reason he made right, but bid her well beware, and still erect, lest by some fair appearing good surprised she dictate false, and misinform the will to do what God expressly hath forbid.
Not, then, mistrust, but tender love, enjoins that I should mind thee oft, and mind thou me. Firm we subsist, yet possible to swerve, since reason not impossibly may meet some specious object by the foe suborned, and fall into deception unaware, not keeping strictest watch, as she was warned. Seek not temptation, then, which to avoid were better, and, most likely, if from me, thou sever not. Trial will come unsought. Wouldst thou approve thy constancy? Approve first thy obedience. The other, who can know, not seeing the attempted, who attest? But, if thou think, trial unsought may find us both securer than thus warned thou seemest, go. For thy stay, not free, absence thee more. Go in thy native innocence. Rely on what thou hast of virtue. Summon all, for God towards thee hath done his part. Do thine. So spake the patriarch of mankind. But Eve persisted, yet submiss, though last, replied. With thy permission, then, and thus forewarned chiefly by what thy own last reasoning words touched only, that our trial, when least sought, may find us both, perhaps, far less prepared, the willinger I go. Nor much expect a foe so proud will first the weaker seek. So bent, the more shall shame him his repulse. Thus saying, from her husband's hand, her hand, soft, she withdrew. And like a wood nymph light, Oread or Dryad, or of Delia's train, betook her to the groves. But Delia's self in gait surpassed, and goddess-like deport, though not as she with bow and quiver armed, but with such gardening tools as art yet rude, guiltless of fire, had formed, or angels brought. To Pales or Pomona thus adorned, likest she seemed, Pomona when she fled Vertumnus, or to Ceres in her prime, yet virgin of Proserpina from Jove. Her long, with ardent look his eye pursued, delighted, but desiring more her stay. Oft he to her his charge of quick return repeated. She to him as oft engaged to be returned by noon amid the bower and all things in best order to invite noontide repast, or afternoon's repose. Oh, much deceived, much failing, hapless Eve, of thy presumed return event perverse. Thou never from that hour in paradise foundst either sweet repast or sound repose. Such ambush hid among sweet flowers and shades, waited with hellish rancor imminent to intercept thy way, or send thee back despoiled of innocence, of faith, of bliss. For now, and since first break of dawn, the fiend, mere serpent in appearance, forth was come, and on his quest, where likeliest he might find the only two of mankind but in them the whole included race, his purposed prey. In bower and field he sought, 
Where any tuft of grove or garden plot more pleasant lay, their tendance, or plantation for delight. By fountain or by shady rivulet he sought them both, but wished his hap might find Eve separate. He wished, but not with hope of what so seldom chanced, when to his wish, beyond his hope, Eve separate he spies, veiled in a cloud of fragrance where she stood, half spied, so thick the roses blushing round about her glowed, oft stooping to support each flower of slender stalk, whose head, though gay carnation, purple, azure, or speckled with gold, hung drooping, unsustained. Them she upstays gently with myrtle band, mindless the while herself, though fairest unsupported flower, from her best prop so far, and storm so nigh. Nearer he drew, and many a walk traversed of stateliest covert, cedar, pine, or palm. Then voluble and bold, now hid, now seen, among thick-woven arborets and flowers embordered on each bank, the hand of Eve. Spot more delicious than those gardens feigned, or of revived Adonis, or renowned Alcinous, host of old Laertes' son or that not mystic, where the sapient king held dalliance with his fair Egyptian spouse. Much he the place admired, the person more. As one who long in populous city pent, where houses thick and sewers annoy the air, forth issuing on a summer's morn to breathe among the pleasant villages and farms adjoined, from each thing met, conceives delight, the smell of grain, or tetted grass, or kine, or dairy, each rural sight, each rural sound. If chance, with nymph-like step, fair virgin pass, what pleasing seemed, for her now pleases more. She most, and in her look sums all delight, such pleasure took the serpent to behold this flowery plat, the sweet recess of Eve thus early, thus alone, her heavenly form angelic, but more soft and feminine, her graceful innocence, her every air of gesture or least action overawed his malice, and with rapine sweet bereaved his fierceness of the fierce intent it brought. That space the evil one abstracted stood from his own evil, and for the time remained stupidly good, of enmity disarmed, of guile, of hate, of envy, of revenge. But the hot hell that always in him burns, though in mid-heaven, soon ended his delight, and tortures him now more, the more he sees of pleasure not for him ordained. Then soon fierce hate he recollects, and all his thoughts of mischief, gratulating, thus excites. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. 
Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.